Hey guys, happy Tuesday. Well, it's Tuesday today, so I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but uh, yeah. Hi folks. Welcome to the first episode. I'm coming to you live from my living room. Very cozy, very comfortable, so I can be as expressive as I want and no one's going to look at me like I'm weird. So yeah, episode one. Um, I'm really excited to share some conversations. And the first one is um, with Cotton, who I first stumbled across in Toronto um, in 2017. And after getting just a taste of their commitment to celebrating ordinary moments through clothing, I was immediately feeling resonating vibes like you don't even know. This was a brand name, a way of life (laughs) I knew I needed to know more of. They have accomplished things I still dream about. So when I knew I was heading back over, I did my absolute best to grab a conversation and acquire some wisdom. And I just happened to do so from one of the co-founders, Ben. Yeah, in terms of, you just mentioned like overthinking things when you're still starting out. But I always felt like the brand had a really clear understanding of what it was and where it was going was that on purpose or do you think it just kind of fell into into place i think we've been cautious with adding too many things yeah too quickly knowing that so much is going to change and when we first launched three years ago we just came out with a t-shirt and it was just in white and black and that was it and we had it online and we made the website in like two weeks and we only had like $10,000 in savings to make the first run of 500 shirts, you know, it was Mm -hmm. like a really small sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of grew and grew. And so, but as we were growing, we were cautious about like what ingredients we're adding in and, and some of the nature of the business, like it's called cotton because it comes from the, the Arabic word for cotton. And and we only work with Egyptian cotton. So Mm -hmm. that was like a design constraint, um, for all of our products, but then we want to reflect that in, the experience and the marketing as well. And so the way we reflect that is more, is not as much through like, you know, hanging cotton everywhere, but is more through like the feeling that we get through around, you know, the fields and stuff and the communities over there and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And there's this cool thing in Egypt um, that you can, it, there's sort of um, this feeling that we have that's a kind of combination of like a, you know, Nordic design mixed yeah. with, a more Middle Eastern inspired thing. Uh-huh. Um, and we see, you see that through the places that's like the buildings are a little bit dusty, but if you like scrub them down, they have like these really, really, really clean architecture. And, uh, in our New York store, there's this, we set up this, um, big, um, sort of loft above, mm. which is, takes inspire, inspiration from a Mashrubea, which is like these screens that, so you can see out of, but people can't see, see in, inside. In yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have a lot of that, like, uh, really geometric architecture over yeah. there. So um, that's kind of where things evolved over time, was just kind of like being more exposed to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my partner, Rami, is from, was born in Egypt, uh, but my wife, Mackenzie, and I uh, weren't, and we're, we're both Toronto natives, and so... When we went over there, you kind of get certain impressions and then you yeah. bring those home here and you apply your own sensibilities and then it kind of Yeah, because that's the next kind of point is you can see that it's it's really informed and it really straight stays true to kind of its, its um, the, the, the nucleus of the idea of, of cotton. But then how does, how does your Toronto mindset kind of combine and do you, do you feel like Toronto... It, 
ads or you, you being a Toronto native adds mm -hmm. something else and what, what would that be? Well, I think so for sure because just the nature of Toronto is like it's Canada's most multicultural city and it might be up there in terms of the world as well. Um, and it's not really like a melting pot where everybody comes and does the one same thing. It's a really uh -huh. diverse city. And so everybody, you still have that flavor. Like yeah. there's a little everything mm -hmm. and they all have the best restaurants, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I think when you were bringing it here, but then they also take on a sort of more Canadian vibe. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that's kind of what we were bringing here was that Toronto mindset allows you to bring some of Egypt back here, as opposed to if you're opening up in a city that has like a really defined you know, style and aesthetic, you, mm. you tend to like more conform it to that yeah. thing. Toronto leaves a lot to like put an impression on because it's so young and still growing so quickly. Mm. Yeah. So that kind of youthful, uh, kind of limitless or freedom allows you to express a little bit more. Yeah, I think like Toronto's a welcoming city. They, people really care about design here and, they, yeah. and, they, and they're really welcoming to like new takes on things. And just looking through like the food scene, mm -hmm. there's a ton of, different types of food that you can get here and it's really all great stuff. Um, and so, so there's like that kind of freedom to put whatever we want in the city, but yeah. then through the lens of like pretty strict design constraints coming from like just Egyptian cotton focus. Put a kind of some, some barriers on it or do you just see it kind of well, growing even more? It's kind of funny. Like when we first, first started, it was really just a side project to make a t-shirt that we, wanted because mm -hmm. we found that like our closets were split between we were all living in new york and it was a really hot summer and i was yeah. just wearing white t-shirts every day mm -hmm. and i had these two kinds of one t-shirts one was like about five to ten bucks a pop and yeah, that yeah. was my weekday t-shirt yeah. and then i had these like hundred dollar pop t-shirts that you know you're afraid to like eat a hot dog in. and that's <laughs> what you know it's a white t-shirt you should feel comfortable but <laughs> yeah. like i don't want i have to walk around like this so i don't get pit stains yeah but, um, so, and then when we started to look into it, the, you know, there were a couple of people that in the price range that I liked, but I was just never really, everybody seemed to be compromising on something. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we said like, why don't we just try it ourselves? Yeah. Um, and then when we, so it started from that like side project of just wanting to make this one good thing for us. But, and then the more we looked into the garment industry and how things work and how little transparency and traceability there is, mm -hmm. um, that's when it started to the mission started to evolve a little bit more yeah, and, and yeah. then started to be like, uh, there's a lot actually, there's a lot of problems in this world and in, in the garment world. And mm -hmm. um, if we can prove that it's a, like, we have a successful way of doing things, then hopefully we can serve as a signal for more people in the industry to, s to switch over and be more traceable, yeah. um, be looking, you know, treating the farmers better. Because the fact of the matter is there's just so many steps. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. and everybody takes a percentage markup, right? And so if you want to have a t-shirt for 30 bucks, but in the traditional world, that farmer gets like cents, yeah, not you know? Really. Um, and so if you, the more people you can, what we've done is like by stripping out of those people and we have direct relationships with the farmers and we know where all the cotton comes from, mm -hmm. we can guarantee them better prices per kintar, which is like the unit of measurement there. And we can also just like make sure that the quality along each of the steps is better yeah, and yeah. have just more control over the experience for the uh -huh. customer as well. Um, so with that said, it leaves a lot of opportunity because this is like, you know, huge with uh, Egyptian cotton and cotton can make a ton of stuff, like pretty much everything it wears is cotton based. Mm -hmm. um, and we really like, you know, um, just simple quality goods. So that's kind of where we're expanding is just continuing down mm -hmm. that, that range. And um, 
yeah, there's a, there a few uh, exciting things in the works. So. Are you going to come to London? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. But, <laughs> we uh, didn't think we were ever going to have a store two years ago. And uh, then we, we had did this one-day little market, one-day pop-up thing, and it went pretty well. And then we had a two-month pop-up and went you know, even better. And we said, you know what, like, we're going to all these other retail stores. And mm-hmm. the experience was really not that great yeah. a lot of the time. Like, yeah. people just weren't despite being Canadians, like they weren't that friendly. People say, yeah. oh, hey, what's up? Or let me, you know, let me know if I can help you with something. Yeah, and, yeah. And then you know, the, the racks are like jam packed with product and the lighting is bad. And it's just, <laughs> it doesn't make me feel that great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of companies really thought of retail as like a distribution channel as opposed yeah. to like the one place nowadays where you can actually get a one-to-one connection with somebody mm-hmm. when you have like all these tabs and stuff open. Yeah. Online doesn't yeah, work really yeah. well, right? Um, so, in, like stores started to do really well for us and so then we launched in New York too and that was really great signal and we opened one in um, Vancouver for a pop-up and it was really great so we're going to be going back there in November um, and London would be like top of my list Ooh. where I'd love to go yeah you have to let me know as soon as you make the decision <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be there 100% it's, it's why I had to yeah I, I think a lot of the Canadian sensibilities along with the 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 like ethos of the brand and how, like you said, how transparent you are, would just yeah do so well in London because London is is, is super conscious about everything, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of the time just so many, so many imposing kind of um, ideas that stop people from trying to actually start something mm-hmm. in in the same similar vein. Mm-hmm. There are people doing it, but it takes a long time. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. either have to be just like super lucky or grind for like 10 years yeah um which there's nothing wrong both. With. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah i think yeah it would, it would be a laptop in in london yeah come yeah. through yeah that'd be sweet Please. that'd be sweet yeah 100 percent. let's see 2019 we'll yeah see the story. great right <laughs> if you're anything like me i would have been looking up cotton halfway through this pod uh so if you haven't go ahead and check them out at cotton.com that's k-o-t-n.com uh Huge copious thanks to, to Ben and the rest of the team for allowing me to, to come in before opening hours and have a chat. If you're at all interested in how they've inspired me, uh, keep an eye on my website, saintandbirchley.com. And that's it. I don't have a cool sign-off because this is my first episode. Uh, so until the next time, guys, stay learning, stay hungry. Uh, yeah, good morning, good afternoon, good night.